1: Thank you, Rural Scoop listeners, for tuning in with us today. I have an opportunity to talk with Marie Caldwell, a founding member of the Siskiyou Works project in California. Marie is going to share the project and how it has impacted her county in terms of workforce development. Marie, are you ready to give us
0: the scoop? I, I am. Thank you so much for letting me come on board and share with your listeners. Thank you for being here. Well,
1: first, before we get going on what's happening with your project, can you give our listeners a little bit of background
0: information about you So, I just completed my 25th year as a school administrator. Um, I live in very rural Siskiyou County, which uh, we're considered frontier, so we're beyond rural. Um, We have more cows than we do people (laughs) in our my county, uh, we like to say. Um, We're about uh, six people for every square mile, so it's, it's quite large county, we're the second largest in the state of California. And I have been as a principal, an assistant principal, a superintendent, um, a teacher uh, at all levels uh, in two separate districts here in our county. Um, And it's just been a wonderful experience. So I've had my fingers in a lot of different educational pies.
1: Since we've just been introduced to you, introduce us to your organization.
0: Um, So I'm going to cast back a little bit. Um, About 10 years ago, Um, myself, I was a principal and another principal in the south of our county and a teacher heard about a program called, uh, it was the California Career Pathways Trust Grant. And it was a partnership between the State uh, State Department of Education and the Chancellor's Office, our community college Chancellor's Office, to roll out dollars to connect our community colleges with our high schools, recognizing that there is a gap there. So um, we secured that grant for our county, $6 million, which in Siskiyou County, that at the time, that was nearly as much as my school budget at the high school that I worked at. So um, it was a lot of money for our county. Um, When we came to the end with those dollars, we were able across the county to upgrade our career technical education labs across Siskiyou County and really begin the process of connecting our high school teachers with our college teachers um, at College of the Siskiyou's. We have one community college in our county. Hmm. Um, At the end of that grant, um, we recognized that we had so much work to do still. Um, I often give the image of our Siskiyou County we have a lot of different independent folks, everybody in the same, ki- in different kayaks, going different directions down the river, hitting those rapids at different times, hitting each other half the time, um, <laughs> crawling over to each other, you know, trying to get down the river. And what we recognized is we needed to get in the same raft, everybody with the same oar, um, both educationally as well as economically and with respect to workforce. Um, so we came together and decided to create uh, an, a strategic plan for workforce development, linking education and industry together. Mm-hmm. Because like many other counties and rural areas, we have a brain drain. Our kids uh, leave high school, they go off to bigger cities, and then they can't come back either because they can't afford to, or they don't have lost the contacts, or you know just don't have the capacity to return. And so recognizing the brain drain and the fact that it was impacting our workforce and our economy, um, we really wanted to link our education, link our students early and well uh, with our industries to provide them that framework to understand when they can come back. Um, and for many of our students who don't necessarily want or need to go on to a four-year school, which four-year schools are um, 90 minutes south of us or into Oregon, about 45 minutes south of us, both are north of us, both directions over 4,000 foot mountains.
1: Wow. So
0: it's not easy to get to a four-year university. Um, so with this idea that we really needed to collaborate across our county to improve the situation, and from that collaboration, Ciski uh, Works was born. And so the idea behind it was really to link in- industry with education um, along the work-based learning continuum and to put everybody in the same raft, not just um, industry, but uh, government agencies, education, K-12, Uh, the community college, nonprofits, um, all together moving down the river with the target of a robust robust workforce and a more robust economy.
1: So introduce us to the program. Give us that two-minute elevator speech.
0: So Siski Works is a countywide collaborative linking education to industry beginning at the earliest levels for career exploration, tagging through to experience or to skill development, so helping our high schools and our college align to industry wants and needs in our both our local county mm-hmm. and our region, um, moving forward through experience, so internship opportunities, into recruiting and hiring, so that those industry partners um, see the return on investment of their time and energy. Um, into retention, um, and so one of our challenges, of course, is keeping people. Right? We we don't pay as well as other uh, locations. So retention, and then with an overarching support uh, of equity and access. So ensuring all members of our community have an um, opportunity to jump into the workforce pool and um, be hired and recruited and retained. So Marie, you, you
1: touched a little bit on the why you move forward with this, this programming. How did you get to where you are now? Talk us through that.
0: So it was, uh, long and sometimes a little painful. (laughs) So we, we basically every year, um, and I was part of the founding team that started this, um, we have a career technical and education industry and business night. And so that happens yearly. And at that, at that yearly meeting, we bring industry partners and education together to, to talk about a topic whatever the topic might be. Might be soft skills, might be internship, might be aligning curriculum, but we have a, usually a focus. And as, so at that meeting, we launched our project, our collaborative project, asking for members of industry, agency, and education to come together as part of an asset mapping team. And so we took about two years um, and did a strategic plan. Um, And I have to tell you, as an educator, when someone mentions the S word, right, strategic plan, we all kind of go, oh, gosh, great. And so I I have to tell you, we're sitting around the table at the start of this process. And the uh, superintendent of schools, Kermit Walters, who um, we got our teaching credential together. We got our admin credential together. So we have been uh, kind of in each other's hip pockets for the last 20, 25 years or so. (laughs) Um, I looked at Kermit and I said. I don't want to do anything that we I don't want to do anything where we have a plan that gets printed and goes on a shelf and then we never look at it again. (laughs) Like if we're going to do this, if we're going to put the energy and time into this, let's do something that's workable. Um, At the same time, um, myself and bright nickel stock, my I always call her my partner in crime. Um, had been at a conference and we saw a project, a collective impact project. It was at the time, it was Sacramento, Placer and Yuba County, I think. Mm. Um, And it was the first time I had heard about collective impact. Um, Seems kind of crazy, but hey, there it is. And so we started talking about the fact that, you know, once we were finished with the We wanted to start with the end in mind, with the idea of the end in mind would be collective impact. This is how we're going to achieve any plan that we put together. Um, So we spent two years uh, through two CTE nights, uh, as well as countless other monthly meetings, uh, surveys, um, data mining, focus groups, anecdotal stories, um, pulling data from schools, industry, as well as our college, um, and we put together a collective impact strategic plan. And so, and if you look on the website, you can see siskiworks.org, the plan is aligned with those seven strategies, the seven teams, basically, and each team is focused on um, completing tasks within that within that team's purview. So, you know, career exploration, and there's 17. So we have mm-hmm. um, career exploration, and I mentioned them before. So,
1: well, as you think back to that, after that two years of strategic planning, and you get to a point where you're ready to launch, um, what did that initial implementation look like? And what were your challenges within that first Uh, push toward the community?
0: Well, the, I think the biggest challenge that we had to start was um, finance was the money, right? Collective impact only works really um, when there's a backbone. And the other challenge that we had was that we had industry and we had nonprofit and we had agencies and we had education and trying to figure out who was going to take ownership of that backbone. It was a lot of not it. Right. So, um, and the concern that if any one of those organizations took ownership, that it would, it would feel that there would be too much focus in the area in the group that that took ownership because you know as educators, usually we're always like, okay, we'll volunteer. Um, And then as soon as it goes into an educational uh, institution, your industry and your nonprofit and your agency people flee because (laughs) they know what, how bureaucratic we are. Right. Right. Um, so those, those were the two biggest challenges. Um, and we were very fortunate to have solved the resources challenges, um, through, uh, we wrote several grants. One was the strong workforce grant, which is out of the California department of education and the, Um, Chancellor's office again it's was the uh, replacement to CCPT. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also wrote a private foundation grant to local the Ford Family Foundation um, was very supportive of this process. Um, And so they also the Ford Family Foundation also um, funded our strategic plan. So it was really quite nice. Um, and so we applied, we we're going to apply. And we went to the Ford Family Foundation and said, this is what we want to do. We would like to apply again. And they, and Bonnie said, well, just give me a, give me a give me a week or two. And then she came down and met with us. And then she went back to the foundation. And then she said, well, guess what? You guys are funded for the next three years. Implement this thing. Wow. So we were really blessed to be able to do that. At that point, we're all sitting around our table again, and we're looking at each other like, okay, we have, we have the dollars, we have the impetus, but who's going to do it? Like, we can't really even divide it up. We need to have a director. So um, I came home and I, I spoke to my husband. I said, "Um, I want to quit my job as a superintendent and do this, this other thing for three years. Um, and as soon as his head, like, quit levitating (laughs) on my shoulders. I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And so I put my notice in with my district and applied to the the steering team um, to be the director. And since that time, so that was in January, February of last year. So we're one year into our implementation. I was we had a foot in two worlds from January to June until my contract uh, finished and we had a replacement for me in my district. But um, since June, we've been full steam ahead. Um, and so one of the problems, as I mentioned, one, the backbone, it's given us the opportunity to develop that backbone with shared part, shared ownership and shared mm-hmm. partnership across those agencies, but also keeping separate uh, as a nonprofit. hmm And then the second piece we saw through resources, um, there is a lot of money out there actually to support this work, Um, but you have to have a dedicated person to writing the grants. Right. and so the other piece, we really looked at all of the strands of our collective impact teams um, and said, OK, how do we braid the funding to support all of those pieces? So every time I, you know, a grant comes through, we look at the grant, we look at our plan say, OK, does this support any of these stra- any of these strings? And if it does, we we then apply for it and then apply the funding to that strand. So and that's been very effective. Um, so you know, when you look at the strategic plan, it looks very overwhelming financially to be able to support that. Um, But when you start picking it off one string at a time, aligning the grants that match, um, it's, it's actually not that challenging.
1: Marie, you said that you launched June of last year, which as we all know was kind of in the middle of a pandemic. And so I'm sure that there were some um unforeseen consequences to that. How did you what were those, and how did you navigate those?
0: so it it was really challenging. Um, the you know everything was shut down. Um, we were on zoom mostly a lot of the work that we had to do initially was backbone building was writing the grants and, and building out those teams. Um, so we really didn't hit too many challenges right at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, because we were zooming and it actually worked to the benefit because our County is so far flung. We actually had a lot more participation from the far reaches of our County, um, via zoom. And in fact, we're able to reach out into Modoc County, which is just to the east of us, and Trinity County, which is just to the west of us, um, and pull them into the partnership as well. So we're really now a three-county partnership um, around the Siskiy Works project. So um, it actually worked to our benefit because we were forced into Zoom world. Um, and being forced into Zoom World, people discovered how easy it is to be able to meet this way, Um, how inexpensive and um, really pretty efficient. Yes. Um, The biggest challenge we're seeing now as we're pushing students out into job shadows and internships, um, sometimes especially with agencies, not so much with private industry, but with our uh, forest service, uh, fishing game, the county government, the city governments, um, they're much more closed to students coming in. That Mm. that's a challenge. Right. Um, you know, but again, we we're in Siskiyou County and um it's not nearly as intense or as closed down as many other parts of the state of California. Sure. Um so our restaurants are open, you know, most of our businesses are open. Um really it's just the state and the county governments that are and the feds that are still kind of closed to any of those, ex, you know, people coming from outside.
1: Marie, if there was an agency or an organization or a group of people that was interested in doing what you and your team did, and we're looking to replicate that in their own mm-hmm. part of the, of the, um, of the world, uh, why might they fail? What, what's some best practice advice that you might be able to give them?
0: Um, the, the biggest issue, if you can, you've got to get everybody on, on board, that's the hard part and building those relationships. Um, you know, we were very lucky in that we had started small. Well, I guess you call it small with CCPT, but we had money. And so with that large grant, we were able to pull people in, um, and, they were, you know, pulled into the web, so to speak. Right. And then they got stuck. (laughs) So if you have some sort of incentive, uh, either a large grant or, um, external pressure to collaborate or coordinate, um, without those either external pressure and, or, um, some dollars to kind of pull people in or a small committed group of people. Um, I think that might be, you know, those are all things that could stop you. I'm a big believer of if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. So we started small, you know, there were only a handful of us, four or five and um, about three edu- three educators, three districts and about four industry partners. Um, and so as we built it out, you know, over as we started to build the plan and pull more people in um, the group got bigger and bigger. Right. Um, and then when we finished it and we went to the county supervisors, uh, the the county board of supervisors with the plan and said, you know, we, we'd love it if you could approve this as our county plan. Um, and they said, yep, we'll do it. So there was a lot, some behind the scenes piece too, of talking, doing a lot of, um, just introduction and selling of the plan to the point where people felt like, oh yeah, this is doable. So small, committed, passionate group of people, start small and pull in others um, as you go along. And if you start small and then build the um, approval or um, outside recognition, right? Like we started with a small group of industry and educators, got a little bit bigger, where we pulled in some other school districts, had a few more grants. And and that's a lot of it for for how we move forward is we started with a pilot with a grant. And it was successful. And people were like, oh, that was successful. So then we did another grant that was a little bit bigger, and we pulled in some other folks. So this next this last year, we we did a middle school grant, because our middle school and elementary was really kind of hanging out there. So uh, we were able to pull in two districts, three districts under the middle school grant. And now we have about another handful of districts that are like, hey, that looks pretty cool. Can we get in the next round? So now the next round we will be able to go further out. Very nice. So
1: that's, that's a success, I would yeah. say, that people yeah. are recognizing that it's effective. What are some other successes of the programming that you've had?
0: Um, So I would say that with one of our first strong workforce grants, we were able to place career technical education advisors at each high school. Wow. So that's been a combination of individual districts hiring their own new uh, individual districts kind of repurposing staff. And then some districts actually contracted with Siskiy Works um, because they didn't have either anybody to hire or anybody to repurpose. Um, And so we've created this team of career technical education advisors that are in each high school. So one of the challenges in rural areas, and I'm not sure if it's like this everywhere, but in Siskiyou County, we have 47 school districts for 45,000 people. That's a lot. So it's a lot. And so everybody's kind of their own independent world. And it's very challenging because of our far-flung nature to get people together to do any sort of collaborative or uniform process. Um, it's it's really, this is the only time in my 25 years, I can say of education in Siskiyou County, where I've actually seen this happen mm-hmm. in our County. Um, and it's happening because we built it grassroots, right? We put the CTE advisors um, the other thing I would say, just back to the other question about what could cause people to fail, is expecting your teachers or your industry partner people um, to add one more thing to their plate. Hmm. Good point. You have to make it a process where it's easy, they see the benefit, and particularly in, in school districts. Um, You know, CTE teachers and academic teachers—they don't have time to add one more thing to manage. So that's where the CTE advisors that are solely devoted to implementing this um, program—they're key because without someone there to do the work, it's not going to get done. You can't expect to just add another thing, Um, even with a stipend or even with extra dollars, right, to someone's
1: plate. Do you have an inspiring story that you can share with us that came out of your workforce development program?
0: Uh, so super excited! We have um, we have a, pr- a partnership that we established through the Big Picture um, Big Picture School Project through the Harbor Freight Fellows um, internship project. And this takes, um, I don't, if people have heard of Harbor Freight fellows, basically Harbor Freight, which is a tool company has a program, a grant program that will support paid interns going into the trades. Mm. So this is really important in our neck of the woods. We have a lot of our kids, um, really struggle to go on to four-year schools, um, and, or go and then come back. It's, you know, we have about a, I would say about a 10% success rate of students. Students going off into four-year schools and then staying there and getting their degree. Um, we also have a really high shortage of um, a high need of tradespeople in our neck of the woods. Our contractors can't find workers. Um, you know, the mechanics are struggling. They just can't find people to do the work. Um, so Harbor Freight Fellows um, allows us to pay our our students internship. Um, And help offset the cost of the industry partner supervisor for doing the extra work of working with these students. Um, And so we have just started that pilot program this year, and we have two students, um, hopefully a third here soon, that are in that position. So again, start small, work out the kinks, and then move forward. That's a wonderful program. Yeah. And then the other that's on the student side, the other success piece um, I feel like we've really done is that we've been able to implement or begin to implement a consistent platform and system to help students uh, evaluate and assess their own career path um, and then link them to actually getting jobs. So we're doing that through the youth science aptitude assessments, which are being Uh, Deployed, which are a a research-based, evidence-based program based on the um, ball assessments, and it focuses on aptitude, not interest, um, which is a key definer because students, particularly rural students, um, are not exposed to very much, and they don't have a lot of experience, Um, and so that means that their lens is very narrow. Um, And so when you ask them what they're interested in doing, they don't have a very broad experience to know. They go with kind of what they think they know, um, which may not always meet their core aptitudes. And so this program, probably one of the most powerful programs I've seen, um, does that. So we're implementing that across the county um, and then linked with a program called Jobspeaker.com. And Jobspeaker is a platform to manage work-based learning job uh, recruitment and hiring along with um, career exploration and is being used by over 60 community colleges down the state Um, and they agreed to work with us as a collaborative so because we're so small siski works holds both of those um, licenses and then we're deploying it out to high school college industry partners so so those are
1: some of the supports and resources that new organizations could get involved with.
0: Are there others that you have? Um, we also have tweaked a program called Ready for Work. Um, and it's an, basically, it was a program that was designed and created out of Sonoma County Office of Ed, and they've been using it there for a while. Um, and so we were able to, to you know co-opt it, tweak it, make it work, put it all online because of our COVID situation. Um, And this is a ready for work program that all of our, this year, all of our juniors and seniors are doing. We'll be implementing it, I think, at the junior level regularly. Um, And so that's another program that's um, available. They could contact me and I could certainly, you know, we could, it's open source, basically. We created it and it's available. Um, our bright Nickelstock, I mentioned her earlier, she's our pathway coordinator that we hired out of a strong workforce pathway coordinator grant, and she's hired out of the County office of it. Um, but she's again, my partner in crime to get this kind of moving. She, um, is in the process of developing and we're looking at a middle school preparing for work. So ready for work, preparing to be ready for work. So we're, we're partnering, we're Connecting that with our middle school pilot that we're working on right now that's moving in place. Um, So then the other upside is that we have a partner, our WIOA contractor, who is the... um, the workforce development for the region um, they actually agreed to co-op the ready for work so not only will our high school students be getting that and certifying and getting the digital badge and job speaker but all of our WIOA or um, federal workforce development recipients across the region so they they are in four counties I believe so Siskiyou being one of them they're deploying it there too so that's another option an opportunity Um, And then coming down the pike, uh, we partnered with Modoc County Office of uh, Modoc County and College Options, which is another nonprofit uh, to the south of us. Um, We are partnering with them and they're picking up and designing the college college and career counseling curriculum. And so kind of taking all the the different pieces and putting it in a sequential curriculum, and that will be available for folks, too. So kind of those target pieces that counselors and teachers should be working on and using, you know, from seventh grade all the way through to high school. So, So,
1: Marie, can I ask you, when you started working on your um, strategic plan, you referenced that there's a workforce development uh, component to that. How did you reach out to different local entities, businesses, uh, companies, those kinds of things to get them interested and on board with what you were doing? Because they're the ones that you're going to be placing those interns with. So how did you bring them into the conversation?
0: Um, It was through our CTE business and industry night. That's really where we started, where we brought them in and and there's also a real uh, impetus to do this work because they're desperate for employees. And, the, and even when they get employees, the people who are applying, they're not ready. They're, they're not employable. Um, and so it's really, again, going all the way back to begin with the end in mind. What do we want our people to look like as they, as they go to apply to a job? Um, you know, from that communication from our employers, and how can we how can we set that up with with a lot of different on ramps, right? So another partner is Siskiyou Adult Pathways, or so our adult school program. So how do we partner another partner to if if for some reason they got off the freeway towards a career, how do we get them back on the freeway to career? Um, and we do that through you know our adult schools and our CTE programs at the college. So. And what
1: does the uh, workforce development outlook look like in terms of the benefits that your organization is able to to lend to the community?
0: Um, improved, m- more skilled workforce. So that's uh, key and lining up those skills with what the industry wants. So how to put in place those soft skills coming to work on time and. Um, not showing up in your pajamas, being able to pass a drug test, you know, these are really basic things, but, um, and that's really based in our ready for work, um, program and, um, with our transitional coordinator at the adult schools, which I didn't mention. So we have CTE advisors, in all the high schools, but we also have a transitional coordinator, which is basically like the CT advisor in our adult school program and works with all those students in adult school to transition them as well as one at the college. So they're all kind of giving that same message. So um, a collaborative communication strategy, a collaborative curriculum, a consistent curriculum across, um, and that's going to produce a more robust workforce.
1: Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to make sure that our listeners know about?
0: I don't think so, but I would say that, um, just do it, just, just start with a small group. Um, you know, if you build it, they will come people, they want this kind of collaborative process. Um, you know, if you can make it so that there's ownership and people feel that you know they're interested and and think they're going to get some return on investment, do it. And if they wanted some more information
1: from you on what we've talked about today, how can they get in contact with you?
0: Um, my email is on the Siskiworks.org website. Um, or email M Caldwell at siskiworks.org. Uh, but siskiworks.org website has all of our information. It has the plan. It has. Um, it's it's actually one of my tasks this week. I need to to continue to build that out because it just needs to be more information needs to go on. Well, Marie, thank
1: you so much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciated learning more about the project and all the great work that you're doing in California.
0: Well, thank you for having me. I hope that what we've done in Siskiyou County can help other counties or other regions um, do the same thing.
1: Proud member of the Podnuga network